Hello and welcome to the Teeth of Grace. My name is Sarah Schaefer. Kathy Loudenberg is here with me today. <laughs> welcome to my house, Kathy. Love it. And we are going to be talking a little bit today on the same lines that we've been on. We've talked about being in Christ. We've talked about our response to that and responsibilities. Last time, Kathy really delved deep into why we suffer and why we can be thankful that we suffer. This time, we're going to be talking even uh, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain, Kathy? Well, it's just, it's like God's God's got this seed that just keeps growing. I mean, that about the same thing and about other scriptures of what we have in Christ. We It's expounding on in Christ. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we could have done 12 on that. I right. Mean, listeners if you ever want to just look up in Christ and read them all it's richness beyond richness so this is kind of the same thing of what we have what needs to go and what's the end result mm-hmm. so I'm still kind of stuck on that <laughs> that thing well there must be a very good godly reason for it I trust that so I'm excited for what you have to share with us today so I want to start with first Peter 1 through 3 through 9 it is so rich. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, for me, for us, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all of this, you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not, do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your salvation, of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Sarah, I've got two pages left and we could just stay here. <laughs> we could stay on the very first verse you oh. read that he has given us new birth into a living hope. Yeah. Just that phrase. Yeah. You know, that was one of ours in Christ. In Christ, we have hope. That's why I think the identity theft theme is so supernatural. It's always been on material things, but it's biblical things. Do we have a living hope right now or are we depressed? Are we living in a hope right now that is way beyond anything that's happening to us? A new birth also shielded by God's power. Hmm. Oh my gosh. And we greatly rejoice though there might be trials. And we talked a lot about those trials. If we accept them are more priceless than gold. Mm-hmm. They take off all that is not of Christ and we just become more and more and more and more like Christ. That's, and here's what I, I, I just love that our faith 
may be proved genuine. Hmm. Right now, in the midst of COVID, where's my faith? Mm -hmm. Am I walking in faith or fear? There is always a tension there. Always. Satan wants fear. God wants faith. Yeah. The fear of man brings us near. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's always a tension there. But for our sakes, God puts us through trials so that when we do overcome, we may know it's genuine. Right. It's really a present. It's like unwrapping a present. I remember my first year after college, I was living on my own and actually doing real life for the first time <laughs> ever. I had um, I had a couple of things happen. I got really, really sick and couldn't work for three weeks. And mm. I just, there were some other things going on. And God just used that time to show me what I have, which is what we're talking about in this section of what we have, what my genuine faith was. And I thought it was this, you know, significant, significant <laughs> thing that would take, Robust. yes, this huge faith that I had, you know, grown and God showed me just this little tiny gold nugget said, that's your actual faith Whoa. in me. But I'm telling you, that was a gift. A gift. Absolutely. It was a gift because I had faith in him and, but he was keeping it real yeah, for me. That mustard seed. And I love that parable mm -hmm. and the mustard seed. Thank God he but if it stays just a mustard seed, I think if if your girls still act like they're 12 when they're 50, we're, you're probably going to be a little sad about that, right? Right. How sad is God? There's lots to fear right now in right. this nation. There's lots to fear. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. And I think we're moving into a season where God's going to do more and more and more of that. Mm -hmm. Shake this nation. We have lost our way as a Christian mm -hmm. nation. And um, not just the abortions and not just the homosexual thing. It's it's all of it together. We have lost our way. And there's going to be a greater and greater and greater shakening. And it's good to have the mustard seed. But Jesus's goal, as we've talked about it, that'd be a full-blown tree. Right. Where people can come and rest in it. Yeah. It would be oaks of righteousness. Yeah. Right. That our faith may be proved genuine and here may result in praise and glory and honor when he is revealed. Hmm. I, you can almost hear that. Doesn't your heart beat for that? Kathy, well done, good and faithful Sarah. Mm -hmm. Sarah, well done. That his praise and what 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 Jesus as a happy savior would look at us and go, well done. Hmm. That's priceless. You were gonna say something. Right. Yeah. I'm just looking at this and what you were saying about being shaken, that just fits right with the very next thing that you have on your outline of what must go. There's a lot that needs to go. Okay. Well, I'm glad when I'm glad when you're going with me, cause then you keep me on track. <laughs> so what must go? And we've talked about that before, but in Hebrews 12, 25, wow. This see to it. I don't know what translation you have, but see to it. But in the original language, it means beware, mm. take heed, listen up. God's going, like I used to do in the classroom, if they were really out of control, three knocks and they knew Miss L wanted their attention. <laughs> Sometimes it took a few more, but um, <laughs> see to it, take heed, beware to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we? If we turn away from him, 
who warns us from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Verse 27, the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. There's so much right there, Sarah. We are in a shaking right now. I I, I love this because COVID has shaken mm-hmm. the United States, maybe like we've never quite been shaken, except maybe World War II. Right. That was a shaking where everybody came. My dad and both of his brothers were in full-time service in the Army, mm-hmm. all three of grandma's sons at the same time, wow. fighting for this nation. And now this nation, we're losing freedom of rights, left, right, and center. The mm-hmm. Constitution is going down the tubes. We are in a time of being shaken, and we need to be shaken out of the lethargy and the passivity and the, <clears throat> oh, that's okay. That's okay. That's not too bad. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's okay. Calling things okay that God hates. Right. We are baby, baby Christians in this country. And um, so... Once more, I will shake. And I think we're in that now, Sarah. And I really believe that it's going to be even more dire. Mm-hmm. As this as this mutilation and this, this lifestyle being pressed on kids from the time they're in first grade by this, what we're doing to their minds and the confusion we're planting and the, well, you can be a boy today, the girl. Uh, oh, Sarah, if we aren't at the end of God's patience, I don't know what else we could do Hmm. that would hurt him more than where we're at right now. Hmm. The fact that they've taken, this is totally off and it's not written down, but I have to go there. I've said this before that if we are created in Christ and we say that, well, God created me a homosexual, what I am really saying is homosexuality is in his being. Hmm. We don't do that with any other sin. Right. If you're a serial killer, you don't say, well, I'm a serial killer because God made me that way. He created me this. We don't do that with anything else. Now look at what's happening. The rainbow as their symbol, that is absolutely a demonic attack on Christ. The rainbow was after the flood when God did flood the earth and killed them all except the few in the boat. And that rainbow is a sign of God saying, I'll never do that again. That rainbow is a a manifestation of God's grace and mercy and love for us after the flood. That he'll never, it's a, it's a, it's, it's God's symbol. And that's the symbol they've chosen. That's not accidental that this gay movement, this, I won't say gay, it's horrific. Wasn't my life. This homo, this sexual upheaval on all levels, even if it's heterosexual and it's outside of being married, that this sexual revolution has taken on that symbol smacks right in God's face. I think it smacks right in God's face because I think the rainbow was his way of being visible Yes, to Noah. I mean, it really represented yes. him, all those characteristics you just mentioned, him. and him himself. And his light and his beauty and his gloriousness. I mean, all of that. Right. It is not accidental. All of those who are listening that are loving this, this agenda, 
will think I'm crazy and they've probably never even thought about that. But why that sign? Right. Why didn't they pick a flag or why didn't they pick a color? Because this this revolution is a this war is going on in the heavenlies all around us. It's always been Satan versus God from the Adam of Eve until now, until Eve sinned, until now. And if uh, how asleep are the Christians? It, we, <clears throat> mm, this is serious times, Sarah, and it's serious times for this nation. And God is beginning, I believe God is beginning to really separate sheep and goats. The imposters that Paul called them and those that are two Christians. He is beginning to the pastors that would not close their churches because we have freedom of religion in this country constitutionally versus I won't name the name. I, there are several churches that are thrilled because now they've got thousands and thousands of people in them and all the homosexuals, but there's no repentance. There's no anything. It's just, I accept you. You were born this way. We are, God is, I think God is already beginning to separate sheep and goats and that's what Hebrews is talking about here. It's see to it, take heed, beware that you don't refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape, how will we? Mm -hmm. How will we? Once more, again, he is going to shake. I think is shaking. Hmm. Is shaking. Indicate the removing of what can be shaken. That is created things so that only the unshakable remains. And that unshakable is, where's my faith? Mm -hmm. How much do I love him? How much am I his? If he put me in one of those balances and he put my faith in one of those cups, what happened? Mm -hmm. I've never thought of that before. It just came to me. What would mine look like? Mm -hmm. You know what? It doesn't even matter, though, because if you do have faith, even as a mustard seed, that is authentic. Yeah, that's all we need because he fills the rest. And I also really appreciate that you brought up that it is in the heavenlies. You know, this isn't about uh, this is a this is about evil. That's the enemy. Yeah. It's no person. No, it's no people group. It's no nothing like that. It's no, no. movement. It's it's just evil. This is this cosmic battle right. where Satan was kicked out of heaven and he's on earth. We know that he's the little G God. Mm -hmm. And all of these agendas that Christians are saying yes to now, Satan is deceiving at lightning, lightning speed. Right. And that rainbow to me is just, Satan took this much ground, this much ground, this much ground, to take that symbol up and celebrate that, I almost feel like how much ground does America even have left mm -hmm. until God says, till God brings his absolute punishment on this nation. Right. We've turned our backs from him. Right. So everything that can be shaken must be shaken and be removed so that that cannot be shaken. And I, I took some time to think about that. What can be shaken? Well, our health, power, success, fame, freedom, IRAs, money, travel, jobs, bigger homes. I mean, you we could we could list anything of earth, right? Anything. Anything of earth can be shaken. Mm -hmm. So truly, on any given day, where's our heart? 
Where's our focus? What are our desires? What can't be shaken is what's eternal in Christ. So on any given day, where am I? Mm -hmm. Kelly, where am I? And when I was working out these, these last two podcasts, I can't tell you the, the weight and the sobriety I felt because I know I've said it oftentimes, take inventory. I had to stop so many times during this process and take inventory. Mm. Today, Lord, you do want us to grow into your full image. You will take a mustard seed, but you have so much more than that. And where are we? Mm. Where are we? Psalm 16, 8. So sweet. Listeners, if you only remember one thing, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Hmm. Is he at our right hand? Am I that tight to him? Hmm. If we're walking together on the road, is he 20 miles away from me? Or are we, do we have our arms intertwined? Like you and I right now are sitting across. How, I mean, if, if, when we set the Lord continually, not church on Sunday, and then the rest of the week, <laughs> and not just you, you flip, you flip one verse and, and, and <clears throat> Jesus is in a love affair with us. He calls us his bride. To what extent is that intimacy and that oneness in Christ? Mm -hmm. But it's in Christ that we won't be shaken. And think of what can't be shaken. God's word, his character, his sovereignty, his kingdom, his will, his grace, his love for us, his plans, his wrath can't be shaken. It's coming. His holiness, his love, his judgment, his power. Oh my gosh, right here. I wish you and I had like four podcasts. Just <laughs> attributes of God wow. and what can't be shaken. That's where we need to be spending more and more and more and more time so that we too can get to the place that if COVID hits all my loved ones tomorrow, I won't be shaken. Mm -hmm. Which is very different than being in oh. grief. Sad and tears, absolutely, yes. but not shaken. But not shaken. That's the goal. Right. And then this second part is pretty serious, but this is how God will. This is sobering, but it needs to be sad when we're talking about who are his, who aren't. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus is speaking. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of the Father in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied in your name and we've cast out demons in your name and we've done many wonders in your name? You know, false religious people. They will brag about what they did and he say, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. They, they will have done, they will have looked like Christians. Mm. These people? You know, I prophesied your name, I cast out demons, I've done wonders. Um, I never knew you. Matthew 7 24. Therefore, whoever hears my sayings and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it didn't fall, for it was founded on the rock. 
But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell in great or its fall. Hmm. You know, Sarah, when, when I think about this, it's not just about how much we do for Christ or he wants me to be his bosom friend, his bride, his, he wants a love affair that is all consuming. You know how you felt with your first husband before Josh was taken from you way too early. Mm -hmm. We were still newlyweds. I mean, in a yeah. way, cause it oh, was only yeah. two and a half years of marriage and yes. And we had just moved to Colorado five months earlier and yeah, everything yeah. was very, I mean, he was Almost bliss, right? Almost right. Totally. I mean, this kind of union, right? I don't know. I've never been married. I've ruined that part of my life, but it wasn't all bliss. But I'm... Just so you know, he was human. He wasn't actually Jesus. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Good point. And I don't know anything about that, but, but because I am not, I guess that's why I feel for Jesus. So I feel, I guess in a way, um, he's had to become my husband because I messed that up in my own life mm. on, on a relational level, but you can't mess it up with Christ. Mm. And, and, that's what's on God's heart. It's not about doing and becoming and looking better. And it's not about, it's about being, it's about how much am I today his and how intimate and how he, he sees us as his bride. Do I see him as my groom, mm -hmm. as my lover, right? The lover of my soul. That makes me think about how the church, I think sometimes wrongly responds to the grace you know, the cheap grace kind of culture that we're in, yeah. where I think the church well-meaningly can come back and tell us how to behave better and act better and even try harder. But that's not really the gospel either. It's not. And what you're saying. It's like, not a do, do, do. It's, it's a be his. It's a be. And in being his, we are conformed unto his image. Exactly. That's Galatians 2.20. Kathy dies and Jesus lives through me. So Paul, uh, Paul so got that. So this is pretty sober. Um, Matthew, I also have down 25. Jesus is speaking and he's talking about the last judgment and um, all the nations will be gathered before me and he will separate them as a shepherd separate the sheep from goats. Hmm. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And these are works, and it's not works that save us, but this is what, this is mostly, I look at these more as who Jesus is, mm. what his heart is for us. Mm -hmm. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I think of when he invited me into his life. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we do any of that? When did we, when did we see any of that? And he'll say truly to the least of these that you did to my brother, you did it to me. But he'll also say to those on the left, depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire that has been prepared for the devil and the angels. When we get closer and closer, and as things fall far, fall further and further apart, 
I don't want to just be a sheep that gets in by my toenail, you know? I want to be madly in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's that was Paul's heart for these new believers. It's really my heart for the church in America. I've seen better. Mm. Czechoslovakia, people who loved him with such passion because they'd suffered under communism at the at Vienna with those people in, from the new Russian republics that were finally free for Russian republics at the time. The woman with their back, these people that had been under horrible, horrible persecution for a hundred years, and they showed up and filled that place with worship I've never tasted. So hungry to meet their Lord and so in love with Jesus. On any given day, what makes my heart beat fast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know this has been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty serious, but he really wants us to just be Paul. <laughs> well, he I wants was going to say a million other things. Well, if we need an idol, we have all those shows on TV. Sure. Yeah, the Christian Idol. Yeah, <laughs> Paul. Paul would be I can't be shaken. I'm yours. I've been crucified in Christ. Take me, Lord. Take Mm -hmm. all of me. Mm -hmm. And make us unshakable. What would it be like to live today unshakable, regardless of what news came on, regardless of what happened? Mm -hmm. That's God's goal for us in Christ. Paul knew that. Immovable. None of these things move me down here. What moves me is God's love for me Mm -hmm. and his his will for me on any given day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. I was really struck as we were talking about what can be shaken, that even in verse 27, um, Hebrews 12, 27, to be specific, the words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken. And it explains it right here. It says, that is created things, mm-hmm. created things. It's just that simple. And everything that we listed are things that we've created, IRAs and wealth and homes yeah. and, you know, Get vaccines. Yeah, it's all man-made. It's all man-made. It's all man-made. And um, and God tells us in Romans 1, he said that for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And it says that they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about here's a list of do's and don'ts, although it will result in a lifestyle that is behaving in a certain way. It's really about the spirit and the heart. It is. About, that's where we are unmovable. That's where yeah. we can be unmovable. We can be. We can be unshakable. Yeah. And next time I have some great scriptures on being unshakable because Jesus prayed three times. It's the only way to pray with no, no panic and no... Uh, Lord, your will be done. Please take this away, take this away, take this away, but your will be done. Mm-hmm. That's unshakable. It and is. Jesus was unshakable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, listeners, I hope this has stirred some thinking for you. Feel free to reach out to us. You can email me, Sarah, at sara at theteethofgrace.com, or you can email Kathy at kathy at theteethofgrace.com. We pray you have a very 
very blessed day. We love you listeners. God bless.